Welcome to the Barnabas Speaks Podcast. I am your host, Cloyd Brown, and I'd like to welcome you back for another week of Barnabas Speaks. If this is your first time listening, I would like to welcome you to the Barnabas Speaks Podcast. This podcast is a podcast about encouragement, empowerment, and faith. Each week, we begin to tackle different topics, different subjects that will hopefully and prayerfully push you towards your God-given purpose, and it, it lifts you and moves you beyond the, the the wall that's keeping you from starting where on your road to where you're going. I always say that I am not the rabbit that paces you, but I am the lion that chases you. So this podcast is a as a lion. It is me pushing you and and chasing you towards your dreams, your goals, and your God given purpose. Thank you for tuning in. And let's get started on this week's topic. This past, the past two weeks, we've been talking from the subject, The Becoming, which is drawn from the book that I had the opportunity to write and release last December. It's called The Becoming, Helping the Christian Disciple Gain a Practical Perspective of Their Relationship with Christ. And this book was birthed and thought of from a parallel of relationships, uh, of, of a relationship with God but parallel it for the relationship with marriage. And the scripture that I use that this this is based off of is coming from the book of Ephesians, starting in chapter 5, the verses 31 through 32. And it is the verse where Paul states, For this reason a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This is a profound mystery, but I am talking about Christ in the church. And that is Ephesians 5, 31 to 32, and this comes from the NIV. And the the idea of the book was, once again, to, uh, if this is your first time, this, this is your first time hearing about the book, but if this is not, you've heard this before, and it is about paralleling the relationship with Christ to the relationship, uh, a marriage relationship, a marriage relationship. And this is based off of uh, Paul's comparison and his parallel. So last week we talked about the stages of relationship, which was chapter. It was chapter one, if you will, because the introduction and then the, and then the stages of relationship. But it really is the uh, second chapter, and we talked about stage of relationship. So now we go into the actual stages, and the, the 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 first stage is courtship, and uh, the courtship is. Where things are really birthed. This is where the relationship is birthed. Uh, this is where you decide whether you're going to be in a relationship or you're not in. And so you're really, the two people are courting each other. And from the spiritual aspect, this is your life. As you go through life, as you as you go through life not in relationship with Christ, it is God, it is Christ literally courting you. It's the thing that you have been through, the thing, the highs and the lows and, and it, the, the formation of your relationship to Christ. It is the courtship. It is Christ now dating you, uh, being in a relationship with you, and you're not sure if you want to be attached to this thing. It's it's the things that is it's it is the struggles that you have went through but survived. It is the near death experiences that you went through but you you're still alive. And it's all these things all culminating into this 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 one moment of of the proposal. And we'll talk about the proposal next week. But this week we want to talk about the courtship. I don't think that we take a a true uh, 
true look or perspective of what courtship is. Uh, In the book, I I broke it down into two chapters. Not two chapters, but two sections. It's the the natural courtship and the spiritual courtship. And so I want to read a little bit of the the first part, like the first stanza of the book. Uh, Not the book, but of the chapter under the natural courtship part. When was the last time you heard someone use the word courting outside of this book? If you are like me, it was probably the last time you were up watching the old television program, Happy Days. In this day and time, we have replaced the word courting with many things, dating, talking, or seeing each other. But I think courting is still a good term to use. To be honest, no matter what term we use, it all has one general purpose. It is a process of getting to know someone to see if the relationship will go any further. For some, it may take a process of dating for a year or longer. For others, it may take a couple of months. For people like myself, the courtship process happened before I even realized I would be courting the person later in my life. My wife and I met when we were children playing house. Don't worry, it was G-rated. In my parents' basement, we would end up moving away from each other, losing contact and not meeting again until we were adults. But little did we know we were courting and developing family ties that would later take root five eventual engagement and marriage. I have friends who have dated for about six months, have now been married for about seven years. We can go on and on about the dating process and the length of it, but understand that there is no perfect example of how dating leads to marriage. Just understand that the courtship process is just that a process because Some people will go through the process several times before they settle with a person that meets or exceeds their standard. All of this is to say that there is no right or wrong way to really go through the courting process in both the natural and the spiritual. And if you run to someone that says you are doing it wrong in either dimension, you may choose to listen and consider their advice, but don't take it as law because each person has their own process of courtship and relationship. And that is really, uh, I wanted to talk about courtship because we don't really think about it enough. I don't think that whether we're talking about in the actual idea of relationships or we're talking about in the spiritual relationships or we're talking about in a more of a uh, figurative way where we're talking about things in our lives. We don't think about the courtship process. We don't think about the things that it takes to get to the wedding, to get to the marriage, to get to the engagement, to get to longevity in a relationship. The court, the courting process. And the problem is, is that we fast forward. We live in such a fast paced world that we fast forward the aspects of relationship. And oftentimes we skip, skip over the, the true value of courtship. Sometimes we, the, the, the courting process is just really getting to know each other. It is not even being exclusively dating. It is really getting to know each other. It's that you're, that you're dating and that you're you're experiencing different things and you're seeing what you like and what you dislike. And with the the thing that we don't tell you in courtship is that when you're courting, you're learning about yourself just as much as you're learning about the next person. I'll repeat that. When you're courting, you're learning about yourself just as much as you're learning about the the other person and let us switch over to the figurative sense of this is that when we're when you're courting an idea when you're courting when you're trying to figure out how to get this thing off the ground whatever it is whether it's a business and you're 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 kind of seeing the highs and lows of the business what is it that you like how do you want to go about it you're learning about yourself as you as you go through as i begin to write this book it was a courting process it's trying to figure out the the, the right way to go about it uh the time that i spent with my editor uh 
and trying to decide what is the voice that I'm trying to have for this. I begin to learn about myself as a writer, as an author. I realized that I also learned about myself that, hey, although you are a preacher, being a preacher and being a writer is different. And then I had to go back and even really look at the fact that that because I've always been a writer, uh, but I begin I, I write spoken word and I wrote, write poetry and writing a poem and, and the, the creative process of writing a poem is not the same thing as the creative process of, of writing a book, specifically a nonfiction book. Uh, and so it really took me it took me time to kind of as I begin to really one court the idea of writing the book. And so I had to figure out what was it? about the book. What am I trying to do? What was the, the, the idea of what was the end product that I wanted for the book and really think about how to get there and all the steps that it takes and how, how do I really coerce or coerce rather the, 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 the thoughts and the, the, the things that I feel like God was downloading into me. How do I coerce it into or coerce it into rather creating this book this 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 thing how do i delve it out and put it down and it took a lot of things it took to realize that although that i am a very relaxed person and uh, a very chill kind of go with the flow of traffic type person i had to bring some order and so it let me know that i was missing organization that's what courtship is about is learning what are some of the things what are your what are your character flaws what are your character traits what flaws make you add to who you are and what, what what flaws take away from who you are and what i mean by that is that there's when you're dating when you're, you're, you're trying to get to know someone you're trying to decide where this relationship is going you are in essence trying to figure out how does how well do your strengths and and, and weaknesses if you want to call it that mesh with this person's strengths and weaknesses how do how is how does what you're good at and what this person is good at how do they correspond how do they they mesh together how how does that happen and i'm not saying that you have to lose all individuality when you enter this relationship because there's some things that you go in relationship with that you're good at that is going to be a, a plus for this person or this other person or it's going to be a plus to the body of Christ or it's going to be an additive and you're going to take that thing and you're going to make it to be worthwhile in this relationship. One of the examples I use this in the spiritual side is that I use the example of uh, Paul. Prior to being called Paul, he was called Saul. And even before he was, he had turned to the way and I'm saying the way of Christ and he was part of the, the, the Sanhedrin council if you will, uh, he uh, he really had this idea of he was he was zealous. He he loved God and he was all in for God so much so that even when he was uh, persecuting the, the, the early church, the early disciples and apostles, when he was doing that, he was doing it because he was passionate about the things of God. He thought that he was right. Now, as he now turns towards the way, he that was his strength. Now, it may you may see it as a problem if you were if you were a disciple or apostle, you may saw it as a problem because he was so zealous in in this in, in living for God, but also to upload holding the law and to 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 casting down this this uh, this heresy in his eyes. And so, but when he turns to Christ and he becomes a, an apostle himself, he did not throw away his strength he did not throw away 
the i the the the, the strength of of Ze- of him being a zealous of him being zealous for for God. He now is now zealous for Christ and for the way that that Christ is leading the the, the people. And so he didn't turn that away. He, he he took all his strengths and now applied it to the the relationship he had now had with Christ. And a lot of times we are learning in our in the courtship process, we are learning what our strengths are. And we're asking ourselves, does this person's strengths, will they add to me? By, by combining our strengths, I kind of think about um, the movie, uh, not the movie, but the show Captain Planet when I was a kid. Uh, when I, when I, uh, I think it was five, when I five rings combined or four rings combined, they form Captain Planet. What does the, 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 what does the combination of, of your strengths, what's the combination of your heart to this person's heart, of, 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 of this person's mind to this person, that person to your mind? What do they, what do they create? What is, what does it really create? And does it create something that's worth pursuing. That is what you're doing in the courtship process. But the problem is that we get so we in such a rush to be in a relationship. Uh, and I did not expect this to be like, a, as I'm talking about from the becoming, I did not expect this to be a relationship topic. But we get so caught up in the 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 idea of being in a relationship that we do not value that. And what it truly is, is it is. A, 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 a moment, it's a, it is a, it's a process of learning about this person and learning your likes and dislikes and, and seeing if this is what you want. I tell young people all the time is don't become, especially high schoolers, I mentor them. I said, don't be so caught up in this relationship because the, a lot of times you're trying to figure out who you are and Five years from now, a year from now, a couple months from now, you will not be who you you will not be the person that you was and that you when you made the commitment to that relationship. And you have the prerogative and you have the the the, the wherewithal to really this change your mind at any given point because you realize that the person that you were and that the person that they're interested in is not who who you truly want to be. It's not. And so as I struggle, for instance, I always talk about my, my struggle with uh, pornography. And so if I'm in a relationship with someone that thinks pornography is great and is good and that uh, that there's nothing wrong with it. If I, but if I, if I struggle with it and I'm in a relationship with somebody and they're not in the they're not in the desire to change. They don't see anything wrong with it, but I see something wrong with it. And they and, but it's something I also struggle with and I'm trying to stop it and it. If I now I have now changed who I was because I want or I'm trying to change who I was because that's not who I want to be. And then when I come back to them and tell them this, they have no desire to stop. And if they have no desire to stop, then I have I is it is in my wherewithal, it is in my uh, ability to make a decision to change course and say, you know what? Who I was was perfect for the relationship, but who I want to be is not perfect for this relationship. So I'm going to go this way. And there's no hard feelings. I have nothing against you. But at this point, I am not who I was. And so at this point, we're not. It, it makes no more sense to court because I've learned something about myself. And I figured out something that I wanted. I no longer want to be in this place. And if that's who you want to be, that's fine. But and I have nothing against you, but I have to go to a different direction. 
And I know this seems cold. I know it seems rash. And I know it doesn't seem like the, the, the best way to go, but that is the reality about relationships. And we can take that outside of just uh, of intimate relationships or, or, or dating relationships. This could be platonic relationships, friendships. And we have to now begin to decide, hey, am I going to continue to be amongst this group of friends? And I am not one of those people that says that the big on, oh, we need to cut off, have this cut off list and we have, we're going to block this person and do this now because I think about social media now. I, I've never had to make an announcement about cutting people off. I've never had a problem where I've, I've never just had this big ending of a friendship where we've had this fight and it's this struggle and now and now this this whole dramatic thing and I know that it's not it's not something that's a lot of times correlated with men but even in my my dating relationships even after we have split and gone our separate ways now maybe immediately we couldn't uh, continue the the conversations because we had to be able to grow away from that the relationship and be able to give ourselves space to grow and to 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 to, to if you will not necessarily heal. But to recover, uh, because it's a lot of energy that you put in a relationship, and, and you put a lot of energy, you lo- and you 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 display and and you exhaust a lot of stamina, and so yeah, so now you switch from that. But the reality is that I I am still cordial and and friendly with uh, not I wouldn't even say friendly, but I can speak and have a conversation with anybody that that. Uh, that I have dated or that I've been friends with, but I, they can also come speak to me, and I, I don't, I don't wish any ill will on them. They don't wish any ill will on me. It's just that we have decided that at that where we were, it's not where we wanted. That it's not where we felt like we were going together. So with that person wanted, what I wanted, it was hey, this is where our pet, our paths diverge, and it's okay. That that's that's the reality. That is what courtship is. Fine. It's trying to figure out. Hey, is this person that we're this person gonna be on the, my path the whole time? And we can even go about those relationships. It, it doesn't have to be this dramatic thing where you have this big. You start posting statuses about man, I'm cutting people in 2019. I'm cutting people off as we get as we approach the new year. This is everyone's. Uh, declaration of some sort that's like, oh man, I, uh, I need new friends or I need to change my circle. This is in 2019. I'm cutting people off. And that's not necessary because it does not have to be this dramatic shift. The reality is that you're learning who you are. They're learning who they are. And it's okay if your paths don't go along. And it does not mean that they didn't have a purpose in your life prior to that. There are people that I was dating, that are people that I was friends with uh, prior to my, my, my marriage and to prior to now in adulthood that we didn't have this big thing, that, but they had value in my life. They brought value to my life, and I pray and I hope that I brought value to their life and that I've added something to their life just as much they added to me, and I grew out of those relationships. I, I learned more about myself out of those relationships, both platonic and romantic, and I learned stuff, and, and it added to me to 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 get me further and so let us continue to on that in that vein and think about the things that you are that you that you're going through think about uh if you if you i always use business i want to use something different than business today so let us use let's say you're going to school and uh as you as you are learning about yourself let's say you start off uh, with a major in business i'm kind of using myself you start off with a major in business and you decide you know what I'm learning about myself and this is not something I really want to do. 
Yes, and so there's something that you learned in your business classes and your core classes that are beneficial to to who you are as a person. And but now you switch paths. It wasn't a mistake that you selected that major. In fact, selecting that major brought you, made you, help you get connections and network, but it also taught you some things. And so now you may understand economics a little better, even though you have no intentions of going into business. But now you decide that you're going to switch and be a teacher. But now you have something that you can teach. Students, they, because you understand, you have understanding economics. You have, you may have understanding of accounting, or maybe you have understanding of marketing. And so now, as a teacher, even if you're just a social study teacher, or maybe you're a gym teacher, but you also are over a program, you're a mentor. But now you have something that added value to you that you could use to add value to the people that you're teaching, because you just that you that this thing that you're courting, you're courting this major, and you. Your paths diverge, and you realize that I'm not going to go any further in this because it's it does it's not a good mesh, it's not a good fit. But I'm gonna go this way. But I do not regret doing this because I learned so much. I learned how to 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 be to manage my funds, or I learned how to to balance my books, or I learned what this meant, and now I can I can take my knowledge from here and apply it to what I really want to be and what I really want to do. It does not have to be this big dramatic thing. And it doesn't have to be, man, I made this big mistake. It doesn't have to be like that. That's not what courtship is about. But the problem is that we go into courting someone and courting the thing that believe that, that this has to be the end all be all, but it doesn't. If it's, if it's, if it's marriage, it doesn't have to be the end all be all. If it's, if it's, uh, I mean, or if it's dating, it doesn't have to be the marriage doesn't have to be the end all be all because you may realize that this person as, as, as cliche to sound was only in your life for a season and a reason. And you got the reason you got, and you enjoyed the season, but now it's time for something new and I'm going in a different direction and it's all Okay, what I'm trying to do, beloved, I told you my, 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 my assignment is to empower and encourage you. And I want to let you know, and for, for my singles out there, that, hey, it's okay if you change your mind in your relationship. It's okay. And it could be any relationship. I'm talking to you about your friends. And I'm talking to you about your, your 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 business ventures. I'm talking to you about those that are that are in majors, and maybe that maybe you felt like, hey, you were in school and you had to drop out. Hey, I've been there before. I dropped out, went to went to I'm talking about college now, and went to the military and finished my schooling. I have a degree now. And so what I'm saying is that sometimes even if your path diverged, doesn't mean that they would they would never link up again. That that is our shift, and we're shifting that way. So it doesn't mean that you'll never link up again. It doesn't mean that you'll never be together again. It doesn't mean, and I'm not saying that you you're just sitting out there holding out hope, but there's some things that you may not con- you may not finish on the path that you're on that you've been courting. Maybe you've been courting a business. Maybe you've been courting a nonprofit. And before you got before you got to nonprofit, you were doing business, and so you learned some things. It's some things that I'm pursuing now that it may not be the end all be all, but it's going to add value to who I believe I, I am in the end. And I know that now. And so for years, I've been courting this preaching thing. And I know that, that I'm, that I'm calling the sign to be a preacher. I know that I'm called and signed to be the, a leader in the body of Christ and in the church. But everything that I've, everything else that I've experienced was not for nothing. It adds to my the value of me as a preacher. It adds to the value as me as a leader. And what I'm telling you that some of the relationships you want to add to the value. And so now let us continue on in the, on the, in the spiritual aspect. So yes, maybe you struggle with some of the things you're courting. Maybe you, you courted some bad relationships, uh, 
courted some bad relationships. Maybe you courted some bad habits. Maybe you courted these things, but maybe the thing that you have went through helped to add value to who you are going to be as a Christian. So they're going to add value to who you are as a Christian. So maybe before you accepted Christ, your Christ was was not Christ in him. It was not Jesus Christ. But your your king, your your the thing, the master that you served was 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 your job, and your job was finance. And you learned a lot about finance. And now that you have now added yourself to Christ, now that you are in relationship with Christ, now Christ is your master, and and, and Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. And now that you've added that, the stuff that the, the stuff that you learned when finance was your God, is now going to help you as as a, as a, as a financial expert in the church, in which we need people in the church that are good at finance. Maybe you had an entrepreneur, maybe your, your your business and your entrepreneurship was your God before, and that's what was your main focus in. But now you have an intimate relationship with God, and now you now instead of courting courting uh, this thing and being married to, to entrepreneurship, you are now married to Christ. But now in this relation, the thing that you learned over there is going to be beneficial to you over here. That The thing is that the courtship teaches you so much. And I wouldn't be remiss if I didn't tell you about enduring the process of the courtship. Now, you can't be so quick to leave courtship every time you hit the bump. And we do that with our friends, we do that with our relationships, and we, we do that even with our, our business ventures and our dreams and our goals. When we hit a bump, we figure that, oh, maybe it's not meant to be, but it could be. But that's, it's teach, your courtship teach you how to get through these things. And you learn, once again, I told you, you learn about yourself. And maybe something you learn is that you quit too easy. And that, that you need to stick in there and stay in there. And I'm not saying that this is an abusive relationship, whether it's mental, physical, or emotional, or spiritual. I'm not saying that you stick there. But there's some things that you're going, some things are not a diversion of paths, but it's, hey, it's a detour that you're supposed to take together. It's not, it's, it, it, it doesn't mean that you have to split paths. It's not a, a fork in the road that you have to go separate ways. It's, but it's for you to guys to figure out how to get to the destination together. And that is, that is the case. Had to take a sip. My mouth is getting a little dry. And so, that but that is the case that, hey, we're detouring together. We're not, our paths don't diverge, but our path goes together. And so, sometimes that happens, it's, and it's okay. But you have to kind of navigate through this. Some of us are so easy and so quick to throw away friends. We're so, it's so quick that we throw away friends, and we don't invest in the courtship process. And the, re, the in order for a relationship to be successful, we must allow ourselves to invest in the foundational parts of the friendship and in the, in the foundational parts of the relationship. But the other the other thing is that we throw away relationships so easy. As soon as they don't go our way, as soon as it's a conflict, oh, this relationship is over. I have nothing to do with this person. This person was at fault. This and that and that, and it become and then it becomes a dramatic thing because you have not even begin to take a perspective and say, hey, what am I supposed to learn from this? Is there if this is this is this bump of this this interference, is it a detour for us or this is where our paths diverge and we're going in a separate direction? But we have to look at those things. Whether it's whether it's, so let's look at it as a company and you 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 have your company and you guys hit a point where you you're losing money. And so you have to ask yourself, hey, is this a point where hey I need to 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 struggle and suffer through this and, and endure it 
till we so I get to the other side, or is it something that I need to walk away from? Sometimes it's not something that you need to walk away. You just need to endure and buckle down some. And maybe it's there that is there to teach you something in there, not just to teach you something to go in a different direction, but to teach you something to go forward. The same thing as your relationship with Christ is that, hey, yeah, I know that you you prayed for for the job and you fasted for the job. And you did all this and it seems that, hey, you did all that. And then when it came time for the job, you didn't get it. And you're wondering if God heard you and if God even cares. But I'm telling you that God does care. But just because you hit a bump, he maybe he wants to see see how you respond in the time of crisis. That's what courtship is to you. You're trying to see what this person is, how they're going to respond in time of crisis. When I was, when me and my wife were dating, my wife told her pastor that she, uh, that they, that we talked about marriage and he told her this. He said that before you begin to even think about marriage, allow yourself to see your, your boyfriend. This is what she was telling him. Well, he was telling her rather, Allow yourself to see your boyfriend in all four seasons. When it's hot, when it's cold, how does he respond to this? How does he react to that? That this is that thing that sometimes in your relationship with God, God wants to see how you're going to react and respond to certain things while you're in a relationship with him. Will you run away or will you stay there and, and, and say, you know what, I'm gonna stay, I'm going to stay with God. That's the same concept as far as your relationships. In your relationships, in your, your courtship of 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 a significant other, you are really trying to decide whether this person is a person that you can fight with, that you can struggle with, that you can suffer with, that you can also have success with. Because sometimes it's not the struggle that that uh, push that people walk away with; it is during the times of success. And so sometimes it's that in your friendships, can you can you trust this person when you're broken? You don't have any money. Can y'all can y'all scrub two pennies together to go get a get something off the value menu at Wendy's? I have friends that I've done this. this these friends that, are, that, hey, we ate ramen and tuna fish. That's what we did. Or we made peanut butter jelly sandwich and we were broke inside the house. But but I, I realized that this friend, they can endure the struggle. And so since they struggle with me, they, 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 can, they can succeed with me. But it's all about the courtship. It's all about a process. It is all that the courtship is you're, you're trying to find out if this person is worth walking with long term. And a lot of times in our courtship, as we begin to walk with God and we begin to stumble through things and we have some struggles, it is God trying to see, hey, when the rubber meets the road, will they still be there? There's a song that I used to love and it used to say that if I told you, it's called Yes by Shekinah Glory. It said, if I told you what I really want, if I told you what I really need, would your answer still be yes? I want you to think about it in the relationship you're in. If, if this person that you're with uh, they 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 were struggling. Would your answer still be that you want to be with them? If they were broken in debt, would your answer still be? Are they, uh, would you still want to be with them? Or, or or if it's no, you have to ask yourself why are you in a relationship with them now. If if, if you if you can't look in the mirror and say you know what, no matter what, man, we're gonna stick this through, and and mean it and believe that, then you have to ask yourself why am I in a relationship with this. If you can only be in a relationship with, things, with God when things are good, you have to ask yourself, when things get bad, will I, do, does this relationship have any staying power? Does it have any keeping power? Will I be able to stay with this and stick it out? These are questions that we must ask ourselves. This is a question that come about in the courting process. But if we skip the courting process, I told you that we cannot afford to skip steps or stages in this in our relationship with God and in the things that we need to learn. There's things that we need. And in the courtship, we learn more about ourselves. 
We learn more about the person. We learn about what we need to survive and what we need from a relationship. A lot of times we think that, hey, we get married and everything's just going to work itself out. But it's in the courtship that we decide. It's in the courtship that we, we begin to learn about ourselves. We get to learn about this person. What are their likes? What are their dislikes? How, what are their highs and lows? When, they, when, they, when, they, when they're going through something, how do they respond? Are they angry? Do they lash out? Do they, do they, do they project their, their, their anger on other people? Or do they... How, what is it? How are they when in, in a relationship? And... How they are in the courtship process translates to who they will be in the, the, the marriage process, inside of marriage. I told you when, when Saul was, was persecuting the church, he was gung-ho. He was all about God's business, or so he thought. And so God knew that even in this, I've, I've been watching him. I know how he is. That, that no matter what it is, anything that he's passionate about, anything that he loves about, he's going to put it all on the line. He's going to do everything he needs, he can to cause it to survive and to cause it to thrive. And so when he called Saul to be Paul, he knew what he was getting. Most of us get to marriage or get to a committed relationship in a surprise, act surprised what we're getting. But we didn't spend enough time in the courtship process to really, to really assess whether this is worth pursuing. Is your pursuit worth it? We didn't, oftentimes we don't do enough homework about the business. We don't do enough homework about the nonprofit. We don't do enough homework about the, 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 the major. We don't do enough homework in, about the private practice. We don't do enough homework about anything. And then, or, then we have this idea that we are shocked that this didn't work out. Well, if we did our homework and we spent time courting this thing to, to developing this idea and, and spending time with the idea to see what it would look like on the other end, we wouldn't be as surprised because we have spent time and we know exactly what to expect from it. There's something that you should not be surprised with, but if you spend time in the courting process, you will find it. And I'm telling you, I told you in the book, if you read it, I said that there is no right or wrong way to, to, to courting because each relationship has its different ways of courting. Now, of course, there's going to be some things that I'm apprehensive of saying, hey, this is this is not part of it. But there are others. But the reality is there are some some strong truths that nobody's courtship process is the same, whether it is in marriage or whether it is in, in the spiritual realm or whether it's in friendship. There's some friends that I met when I was a kid and we've been friends forever. My, my, my oldest friend, we met, I may have been six and he may have been four. It may have been different than that, but we, we knew each other for that long and we're still friends to this day. Now there are people that I've met since then, since, since, since we've been friends that I'm not friends with anymore. So there's some things that, that yes, this may go far, but this won't, but it's not, it's not the same process for everybody. Beloved, you have to realize that the courting process is necessary. It is where you begin to learn about what you want, what you don't like, what you what you need, and what you what is a want. You have all these different things that you're learning. But if we once again, if we skip the courting process, we will find ourselves like the others that are so shocked that it didn't work out. If we don't spend enough time researching the business, we'll be so shocked that it didn't work out. Because we didn't, we didn't take the time to figure out what's the best location. And we didn't realize, we didn't do enough study time in courting our dreams and our ideas to make sure that it is where we need to be. Beloved, the courting process teaches us of, of, 
it teaches us a lot. It doesn't teach us just, okay, what this person is like in a relationship, but it teaches us what this person is like. It teaches us everything that it takes to make this business work. It teaches us that we can depend on God. That is it. Like the courting process teaches us about God just as much as it teaches him about us. But it also teaches us about ourselves. Don't skip the courting process, beloved. You cannot afford to because there's so much to learn in the courting process. There's going to be some days where you feel like quitting, but you have to now step back and say, hey, while I'm in this process, is this worth to continue to pursue or should we diverge in our different paths? Understand that the, the, the walk with Christ is a choice. You chose to walk with Christ and you had a choice to choose something else. It was your choice. And if you're saying that, yes, I'm going to be with God, you have to trust or believe that the courtship process taught you what you needed to know about God. That's how Abraham knows that God is a provider, because in the courting process, he saw that God provided him with a lamb or, or a goat. I can't remember what it is exactly that he would be able to sacrifice in place of his son. And so that taught him something. So then he begins to say, Jehovah Jireh, my God is a provider. Because he, he learned about himself, he learned about God, and he be, he now say, I am comfortable with being in a relationship with him because I know what he's like. We don't spend enough time in the courtship. We take it too light. We don't take it serious enough. We don't study it. We don't begin to think about it. What is it that you're courting? Are you courting a business? Are you courting success? Are you, are you courting a degree? What is it that you're courting? That you need to pay more attention to so that way you can learn about it and learn about yourself. I promise you, beloved, if you take your time and to value the time that you have in the courting process, you may be surprised at how much you learn. Allow yourself to learn. Allow yourself to be wowed in the courting process and not in the marriage process. God bless you. God love you. And remember, never let your independence rob you from your dependence on God. Hey family, thanks for listening to another episode of the Barnabas Speaks podcast. I'm Cloyd Brown, and I want to leave an opportunity for you to accept Christ into your life. Maybe you have questions about your relationship with Christ, or you just want to reach out for prayer. And I want to give you one of my forms of communication. So all my forms of communication are as follows. My email address is cloyd.brown at rocrdu.com. My Facebook is Cloyd Stephon Brown. My Instagram is at Cloyd Brown and my Twitter is at Gentleman Cloyd. Now, if you want to reach out for any of those reasons, or maybe you would like to order a book. Now, if you'd like to order a book, it's one of two ways that you can do it. The first way would be to go to www.amazon.com and look up The Becoming by Cloyd S. Brown and order a copy. Now, if you're looking for an autographed copy, only thing that you need to do is reach out to me in one of those forms of communication, whether it's my email, my Facebook, my Instagram, or Twitter, and let me know that you would like to order a copy of The Becoming, the autographed copy. And then we will set up a way for you to order and to receive your autographed copy of The Becoming. Once again, I want to continue to thank you for your support each and every week, and thank you for sharing this podcast. And remember, never let your independence rob you from your dependence on God. God bless you. God love you.